Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me for this late night podcast is Colin Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Colin, it's 12:07 a.m. I am. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not late night. It's early morning. Early morning podcast. Yeah. Um, I am tired. I got home. I'm still in my my dress clothes. You can't. I got my khakis on. Mm. Everything straight from the LSU basketball game to come here to talk about North Texas. That's how dedicated I am to this. You know, we weren't going to do a podcast tonight, Bruni. No, we weren't going to do a podcast in, probably until after these three games. Mm-hmm. But here we are, following a loss to Rice at home. Uh, 70 what is it 72 71 something to 60 Colin, uh, you don't have you don't have the stats up you don't you don't you're not i wrote down prepared. the stats that you i need for this tell podcast. me how prepared you were for this podcast. i wrote down you the stats the that i needed <laughs> 72 60 was the final north texas falls oh to rice and scott para the goat that's the worst home loss since i, I forgot what game you said oh, you but, want uh, stats already we, we go on stats already we don't oh, wanna, I know. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say the worst loss. Uh, just but, say uh, worst. Just say worst. Honestly, okay. Screw worst, it. worst home loss in the Great McCaslin there. There you go. Lord, Lord. Anyways, I didn't, I didn't say it. Uh, Bruni, Bruni texted me after the game and said he was actually mad. So, Bruni, how mad were you? Um, I'm. I was very mad. Um, there for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, the first being. You know, I do have to do this podcast, and then we have to do the Dave Campbell's podcast and talk mm-hmm. about the same thing, North Texas basketball. Um, and obviously, you know, we know Grant McCaslin, we know Ross Hodge, we know Matt Brower, we know um, we we know of players on the team. We don't know them as closely as we used to anymore, but still, we're very very tied into this program, and a lot of our North Texas fandom rides on the success of this program. Our highest of highs have come with this program. Yeah. I will never forget it. It's not dead. Okay. But it's not looking good. Yeah. North Texas loses by 12. You mentioned it to Bryce. Um, and so I, I was very, I think confused initially. Cause you know what they say, you know, when people are, upset a lot of times they're confused and i think i was confused but the like more the you look stages at stages of denial or whatever yeah, it's called yeah, there you go. <laughs> stages of denial the, but the more you look at the loss the more inexcusable it feels the more um unexpected the more unprecedented it feels mm. i looked it up colin north yep. texas has played 103 home games now so in under Grant McCaslin. Right. Yeah. 103 home games under Grant McCaslin. They have lost three of those games by double digits after tonight. The other two, UTRGV, November 20th, 2017, the fourth game of the Grant McCaslin era, they lost by 12. Okay? Okay. Not a good loss, but who cares? The fourth game of the first season. March 5th, 2021, they lost by 14 to UAB. Remember that? That was when they played the the back to backs. You know, Trey Jemison just destroyed yeah. them, right? That was when UAB really started to make their name felt, and that's when uh, North Texas lost both those UAB games at home. Remember, and then went to the tournament yeah. as a three seed in the division, and went on and win the tournament 
and had the great, you know, beat Purdue, so on and so forth. Those are the only two other losses by double digits in the Super Pit. Yeah. This was the third. And I will go on record and say this is the worst home loss of the Grand McCaslin era. In 103 games, this is the worst result. And I just – I didn't think we'd be at this point. I, I never in a million years thought we were going to be at this point where this team lost to Rice. To Rice. And I think the last thing I'll say um, before I let you get into your bag of notes – yeah. Um, last year, North Texas played Rice three times. They did not allow Rice to break 50. 50. They did not allow Rice to break 50. And every time Rice tried um, anything, North Texas was like, no, you're not doing that. The, the game's over. The game was over before it started. Right. Tonight, Rice scores 72. The defensive personnel on this team – is nowhere near as good as it was last year. But the offense looks the same as it did last year. And it's disgusting to watch. And we said coming into the year, Graham McCaslin was on our podcast saying, but coming into the year, we have to be faster. We have to do this. We have to do that. He was right. They needed to do it. But none of it's happened. Yeah. And this is what happens when that's the case. When your defense isn't as good as it is last year, but you try playing like that, this is what happens. You allow 72 and you lose to Rice. It's the same team as last year, too, for those who don't know. Evie, Sheffield, Olivari, Fiedler, same team. Couldn't break 53 times last year. Has 72 against North Texas tonight. Yeah. Is that is that sorry, you froze on my screen. Is that was that your piece? Oh, yeah. yeah that okay, was, you're back now. You're back it. now. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, watching it. So I watched the first half. This is how it came to me. You, you know, you had your day or whatever, you got back, and you know, then you were upset. I the game opened the game like 20 to 5 or something like that, yeah. some 15 to 4 or whatever it was. I was like, okay, so I went for a run, came back, they were tied after halftime. It was like 36-36. And I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, oh, okay, this is just gonna be like last game where you know it's gonna be close, but they'll they'll do what they do. It's it's rice, right? They were up 31 20 28 at halftime. Yeah, 31 28 at halftime. And all of a sudden rice just goes crazy. And it wasn't even like a crazy that was like they didn't wow me with anything. It was like, well, that should have been stopped or that should have been thwarted. And then on North Texas's offense side of the ball, well, that should have been a bucket or why didn't they do this? Or, or why, why is Abu not catching this pass? Or why is he not making this shot or so on and so forth? So I went back and I went, I did split stats for, for everybody. Real quick, um, real quick yeah. before you get into it. Uh, Rice outscored North Texas 27 to 12 in the last 10 minutes. A lot of those obviously were in the last like six minutes when they went on yeah. the run to close out the game and, uh, you know, put it away pretty much. And North Texas was helpless. So go ahead. What? Are yeah. Your so, so I, I was thinking after the game, I was like, what is happening? What is making it to where North Texas can't score in these droughts? And so I went back and did split stats for losses and wins. Tyler is virtually the exact same. Every game, no matter what happens, averages 18 points, shoots 47% in losses, which is 3% higher than wins. So, you know, he's good. We're great. He's fine. We know Love Tyler's Tyler. not the issue. Shout out Tyler Perry. Kai, this is a stat that's crazy. Averages 11 and a half in wins. He's 43% from two in those wins. In losses, he averages nine points a game, and he's only 32% from two. And so we're already dealing with a guy that hasn't been able to shoot from three. And he, when he's not able to shoot from two, 
mm-hmm. you know, that's an issue. Then we go down to Abu, and I told you this step before we came on. We've been we've been on him a lot this this season. Fifty two point six percent on eight point eight attempts this year in wins. Twenty one point nine percent on eight attempts in losses. That's what two two points, two points a game in losses. And so you have those. Those are what I would call the three main guys. You go to Ruben. Ruben actually plays better in losses, and I'm assuming that's because Kai plays worse. He averages more points, has better field goal percentage. Yeah, he, yeah. he really does. So I was no, like, okay. I, it makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I go to Stone, uh, Matthew Stone. He makes one shot in wins, zero in losses. Jaden Martinez makes 1.3 shots in wins, makes 0.5 in losses. And then we go to Aaron, and he averages the same amount of points and and makes in both. He has a slightly worse field goal percentage in losses. So I was thinking in my mind, I go. So we are literally relying on Kai and Abu to have the best games of their lives every single time, or so, not the best games of their lives. They have to they'd be really efficient, and we're having the role players that we expect to score eight points, ten points, make one shot a game in wins and zero in losses. Like that's not the difference. The difference is clearly Kai and Abu. So I'm sitting here. How can we get Ruben more involved? How can we get Matthew Stone more involved? How can we get Jaden Martinez more involved? And Aaron Scott, I mean, he's been producing in these last few games so it's just crazy to me that you can go back and the role players have done virtually nothing in terms of offensive production obviously they're out there they're hustling they're doing their thing the team's good defensively but that's not what's going to win this team games right now and we saw that against rice yes this team and I think it's been that way. It was that it was this way last year too? And you yeah. could argue it was. It's been this way. You could argue it was this way with Javion Hamlin and the team, except Javion bailed them out. Right? This team over the over the years, when it gets tight, it just shuts down. Mm-hmm. It just shuts down. The, the role players don't want to shoot. It goes down to, and this is what we said. This is what last year made them so great was Tyler's late game heroics. Right? Imagine if Tyler. It wasn't great late game. How many more losses would they have had last year? Two, three? Like, yeah. we're looking at it a little differently. But he was great. He was awesome. JV on Hamlet, same thing. Awesome late game make, shot maker. That was him. But the, it's not like they were running anything offensively. It's not like they right. were free-flowing off. It's not like they were motion off. It's like they were They were hardly setting ball screens half the time for JV on. Yeah. Like, it was literally yeah. isolation. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry has been consistent on this team. But Tyler Perry cannot be JV on Hamlin. Right. And that's what we said coming into the year is you cannot expect Tyler to replicate what he did last year. It's unacceptable to expect him to do what he did last year. And I still think he's been damn good this year. Yeah, I but, mean, to an extent, he's doing exactly what he did last year. He's just not hitting the game-winning three every game. Yeah. <laughs> Kai Huntsbury coming into the year was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Kai Huntsbury was supposed to be the difference maker on this team. And he has not been that. Yeah. By any metric, no matter how you look at it, he had a good game against Grand Canyon. Awesome. He's had uh, flashes here and there where he's sometimes made threes. Awesome. It doesn't matter. He has been incredibly inconsistent and has not been able to do it. Tyree Eady, we've talked about him before. He actually had a great game tonight, 13 points. Good for Tyree Eady. But overall in the season, he's been hesitant. Abu Usman is probably along with kai like you said the biggest problem right now with this team yeah abu usman usman is not zachary simmons no matter how much we want him to be 
He is not Zachary Simmons. And unfortunately, they have zero other options at the five outside of him. Yeah. Zero. None. Mule Sasuko, no. Um, all of them. Anybody. Kristan Morgan, any of them. No. None of them are options, apparently. Abu is not efficient. I asked you before the podcast to do some math for me. We ran the numbers. Since the FAU game, the first FAU game, I should say, because he had a great UTSA game, remember? He had a yeah. good FAU game, went 5 of 10. Since that second game of the conference season, over the last seven games, Abu was shooting 36.5% from the field. Yeah. 36.5. That is absurd. And they're not even – you watch the Rice game today, and it's like they're not the easiest looks, but you're 6'11", your hand's at the rim – and I've watched Zachary Simmons make this exact shot at a 50, 60. Do you remember what Zachary Simmons used to shoot? Yeah, it was he, he didn't he set the field goal percentage for yeah, the league? Yeah, he was shooting like 60% every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, Abu, he's just not. He's just not that. He's just not that. And I thought maybe he had figured something out after the UTSA game. It turns out he was just playing UTSA. <laughs> well, here's the issue, right, is, is you have your three main guys, right? We already went through Tyler, Kai, Abu. Two of those guys, Kai and Abu, are both right now, certainly in Kai's case, one-dimensional players. Kai's not going to hit a three in your face. He's not going to be able to drive in the paint and hit it, hit a two. You know, he's not, he's not going to do anything crazy. Abu, same type of thing. If he doesn't make those easy looks at the rim, he's out there for defense and offensive rebounding, basically only. So once you shut those two guys down, every team knows that they're not going to be able to do anything. And I went back and I looked at Rice's last five games. North Texas obviously scored 60 points and scored uh, 29 points in the second half. UTEP put up 67 points. La Tech put up 88 points against them. Uh, Middle put up 71 points. UTEP put up 82 points. And UTSA put up 81 points. All of those teams that I just mentioned, North Texas is beat or is better than. And I'm pretty sure they have beat. They beat UTSA. Yeah, they beat all those teams. So the fact that they weren't able to get anything when, especially at the end when when they had to score and they couldn't get anything up, I think that's also the most alarming thing to me is when they actually – we're down nine and we're like, okay, let's go a little bit faster. And it was just the same type of thing. Nothing was working. Nothing is coming out of anybody. And it's, it's, it's disappointing. You, Rice ranks, and this is after the win. So I'm sure they got some points some bumped up a bit in the Ken Palm yeah. rankings. Rice currently ranks 254th in the country in defense. North Texas shot. Let me, let me make sure I get the stats right. North Texas shot 38% from two against Rice. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I'll get, we'll get on players. Yes, 100%. This, it, it does come back to coaching at the end of the day. Like, this is, this is what we, as North Texas fans, because this is, this is all we, we're doing right now. We're just talking as fans. At the end of the day, we come into this season, Tyler Perry, Kai Huntsbury, Ty, Tyree Edie, Abu Usman. Aaron Scott, Ruben Jones, Jada Martinez. That's a group. That is a more talented group. That is a more skilled offensive group than what you had last year. And what is the result? The result is scoring 60 points against Rice. <laughs> last year, this team probably would have scored 60 against Rice. All right. I don't I don't have the score. I'm pretty sure they scored more than that, but last year's team scoring 60 against Rice, understandable. Completely understandable. And I think. I would have given them a standing ovation for scoring 60 points against Rice. But the thing is, they would have held Rice to 45 points. Right. This isn't the same team. And treating it like it's the same team as last year is flawed. It's extremely flawed. And 
that that's my biggest problem is that the offense just never adapted. It never adapted. And I mean, sure, it would be great if Javion, James Reese, Marjorie McBride, Zach Simmons were walking through that door. Mo Gibson, Dangu, go down the list of players. Thomas Bell, even. I don't care. Give me his dribble down at this point. Yeah. Like those guys aren't walking through this door. And you know what? The team you have right now is probably what the second most talented offensive team. Third, no, well, you go back in time, but regardless. They are a talented enough offensive team to not be struggling against Rice. Like it's just it's just inexcusable. And I know I'm beating the same drum I have over and over and over, but that's that's it. And the frustrating part for me is I had come around on this team even after a loss to FAU. I came around last podcast. Yeah. If if you want positivity, go back and listen to the last podcast. I'm over here saying they figured it out, and now I look like an idiot. Because now they just lost to Rice. To Rice, Colin. You don't lose to Rice. Well, he, here's the you issue. And, and, and You're right. I was going you back. You don't lose to Rice. I was going back and I was thinking of uh, – I was going back through Grant's stuff and looking at each of their seasons. And the last time they had a bad conference bad conference season was when they went 9-5 and five in the 2020-2021 season, the year they went to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And the difference between that team and this team is that, like you said, you don't have those guys – that can bail you out. And I, I texted you this uh, during the game or right after the game. You know, you always knew that Reese could hit a big shot in the corner. You always knew that uh, Thomas Bell would do something dynamic, whether it's a three or he'd get inside the Off paint and get a block or whatever. You knew Javon was going to do his thing. Like you had those guys. You knew Zach was going to be crazy efficient and, and beat the calming force. This team doesn't have anything other than Tyler Perry at this moment. Yeah, Kai hit a late game winner uh, a couple games ago. But since then, what have we seen? We thought that was going to give him a confidence boost. What have we seen from him? What have we, we have? We don't have any corner shooters. We have Tyree Eady gets hot, but then he's just non-existent in the second half. Ruben Jones hasn't completely gotten back from his injury. So it's like, you don't, like you said, there's no one coming through that door and you have what you have. What are you going to do with what you have? And I think that's going to be, I mean, at this point, you're playing for the, the tournament at this point because yeah. FAU is up. You're only uh, one and a half games ahead of Rice, and You're I don't see at this point. Right, exactly. You're only one and a half games ahead of Rice. UAB twice. You know, unless something completely changes and they win out, it's not going to be a situation where you're competing for the conference. And like, like you said, we were both positive last week. I was like, yeah, I think this team still wins the conference cha- regular season conference championship because they're built. I thought they were built for that. Like this yeah. team is built to grind like that. Little did I know, Rice would come in and spoil the party. And. The thing is, I think for this entire season we've been positive, like overly yeah. positive. Like, and well, it's because they deserve it. The the coaching staff deserved yes. it. Last year, we I think you said this on the on the Grant interview podcast. Last year was Grant's like was some of the best coaching you and I have ever seen with the team you have and whatever. And we were like, okay, they'll figure it out. Well, it's starting to get to figure it out time if it hasn't already passed, and it's it's getting it's getting alarming, like you said. Like if you just go chronologically, after the southern Southern Nazarene win, we were like, okay, this is Help. bad. Yeah. Um, and my Panamere was at, was at an eight. But what did I say on that podcast? I said, watch, they're still gonna finish top three in the conference. They're gonna be fine. But this game, Southern Nazarene, I know how it's stupid and crazy it sounded, but this game showed us. Even without Tyler, even without Ruben, this game showed us this is the same offense as last year. Yeah. It's the same. 
you could just tell from a pace perspective. Colin, we watch basketball. We're not idiots. Yeah. yeah. We watch that Southern Nazarene game and I say, oh, this yeah. is the same team as last year. Yeah. We watched St. Mary's even without Tyler and Ruben, and we gave them the benefit of the doubt every single chance possible, giving them the benefit of the doubt, saying, hey, wait till they get back. You know, sure. But at the same time, Colin, we're, we watch basketball. We know yeah. it's the same team as last year. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't – I don't know what the old saying is about putting uh, something on a on – whatever it is. I'll look it up later. But regardless, every single game in the past, we're like, are they ever going to change? Are they ever going to change? No. All right, well, if they're not going to change, their ceiling is significantly lower this year because this isn't the same team as last year. But the benefit of the the benefit of that, that we were giving them was that their floor is so high, they can still compete at that championship level. And we learning after Rice, that floor isn't quite as high as, as I had thought, at least. No, I, I agree. I think we've seen – because honestly, look at their conference schedule. Colin. They blew out UTSA, which was close for three quarters, basically. Yeah. They beat FIU – at home, all right, those two wins were the quote-unquote blowouts. Barely beat Western, barely beat Middle, barely beat La Tech, barely beat FIU. Lose two close games to FAU, and then lose to Rice. Yeah. That's their conference so far. Like, I, I just, it's not clicking. It's not. And so, yeah, I do think this team's floor is lower because of what we've talked about this entire season is they're not a good offensive team despite yeah. having what we perceive to be good offensive personnel. So moving forward. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> moving forward. We've, you know, we're going to we keep beating this drum every week. I feel like what we, I mean, like, like I just said, I don't think you can play for, I mean, they're still going to play for the conference championship regular season, obviously, but yeah. you have to refocus in a certain way where it's okay. What can we do to improve now? Yes. Last week I said, you didn't have that luxury. I think now, I mean, your margin of error is over. I think do they tinker? Like, what do you yes. what do you see? All I think I think Ruben. I think Ruben. You brought this up a couple weeks ago. Does Ruben finally get the get the nod over Kai? Because when Kai is doing bad, Ruben steps up, even though they're losing and they're you know whatever. Yeah, Ruben's still putting something on the board. Ruben so, is I mean, better than Kai, right? Right now. now, yeah, I completely agree. And because and Kai defensively too hasn't really shown me anything that's more. Let's just, I mean, there's no good this, this, perimeter defenders on the team. Dude, okay, dude, that's 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 another that's a separate <laughs> point. And I know I'm trying to we're trying yeah. to move ahead. Yeah. Dude, defensively on this team, I was asked this question the other day. Who is a great defender on this team? Nobody. There like, this is the this is a really good say this is a really, really good sorry. Yeah. Is Tyree Eady because he just won conference defensive player of the year uh at his last stop. Um I'm forgetting the name of the conference, but already, but whatever. Yeah. He won defensive player of the year in that conference last year. Okay, give me Tyreedy. I'll take Tyreedy. Who else on this team is a great defender? I think Aaron Scott's good. I think Kai's good. I think Ruben's good. Like, you have okay defenders. You don't have J.J. Murray and Thomas Bell. Two right. of the best defenders in the conference. Right. That's the difference. And yeah. that's why you can't play like you did last year. You just can't. And so that that was that was another interesting point. It's like, uh, you, you brought Tyler off the bench last year. Like, he played a ton, but like, you had J.J. Murray. You had Mardrez McBride. You had yeah. you had some size. Not only that, we saw a lot last year, too. When it was offense, you brought Tyler in, and then you subbed him out for J.J. You did that back and forth. You don't have that. You don't have that. You don't have a defensive specialist to get you a stop at the other end. Yeah. So, yeah, the but perimeter, moving perimeter forward, defense is great. But, but moving forward, I agree with you. I think this is, this is the time you say nobody has earned anything on this team. 
Yeah. And I know it sounds crazy, right? Because they are 15 and five and six and three, and they're still second place in the conference. That's awesome. We have eyes. Coach, the coaches have eyes. The fans yeah. have eyes. They just saw what we saw. They saw the FAU games. They saw the FI. They saw all those games. Something's not right. At this point in the year, you have, let me do some math, a month and a half yeah. until the conference tournament. Almost two months until the conference tournament. That's going to decide your season at this point. Because what do we remember about this team right here that went to the NCAA tournament? Yeah. All we remember is they beat Purdue. All we remember yep. was that they don't played. remember them going nine and five in conference. No, remember I yeah I brought up that UAB loss earlier um, in that season, and I remember us getting on a uh, what was it hot mic? Remember the app? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah the, it we was got on a, like a live Twitter thing or whatever. yeah yeah we got on there and we were like oh this team just can't do it they can't do it they're just not gonna they're not good enough all this stuff they go on a run so yep. again all this if they go. 12 and 8 in conference, but when the conference tournament make the tournament, hey, we're, we'll be right there. We'll be right there. Yeah. But you have to reset some things. You have to reevaluate some things top to bottom and then move on. And it, the problem is you have UAB next on Saturday. Yeah. We're recording this Friday morning. On Saturday, you have UAB. Yeah. And UAB has not been good. But damn it, they're really, really but scary. The thing about exactly, they're coming for blood, and they have the talent to do some random, yeah. <laughs> just some crazy stuff. So, so I brought up already Ruben over Kai. Maybe we see something like that. What, what do, you, what else do you think that could possibly happen? I want more Aaron Scott and um, Jaden Martinez front court minutes. I want to boo side sideline for a bit, not yeah. not the whole game. Like he play, sure play a lot. Yeah, twenty yeah. minutes, cool. I want Scott and um martinez minutes i know that's gonna kill you a bit defensively kill you a bit on the boards i don't care i don't care about defense and rebounding at this point because that's not the personnel you assembled right i i i I could i I could get on another rant i don't care that's not the team you assembled you didn't assemble this team to be last year's team you assembled this team with the idea of damn Jaden martinez can score the rock yeah, Aaron Scott can kind of score the rock, like randomly. Need... By the way, which is a good thing because Jesus Christ, if he if he didn't have this kind of coming out party in a way, yeah, um, I would like you said. I think Ruben uh, a lot more minutes. Um, Here's one that that I want to see more right. of. I want to see Tyree Edie involved more in the offense. I, I don't want to see this back and forth between Tyler and Kai. If you do bring Ruben, or if you you know swap Ruben and Kai, I think we possibly see more of that. You know, because Ruben, I don't think would be would demand the ball as much as, as Kai does. And I think that that opens things up for Tyree Edie. But I want to see more of him because, like you said, he was a really good player last year in his, in his conference. Yeah, he scored 13 points tonight, but he hasn't done much else the rest of the season. I want to see him do more offensively, and I want to see him on the court more because if he is that good of a defender, we haven't seen it this this year yet. So I want to see that. Um, I just it's it, I mean you know, honestly you play seven guys so it's not even like it's yeah right, right. <laughs> like you can't really dig too far but yeah. like at the end of the day it always comes back to this team is the slowest team in the country which is and fine I want you, everyone to make sure that that is clear that we are not harping on the fact that they're slow good teams play slow it's the fact that you are down nine to right and it feels like you're down 28 <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> The problem, yes, the issue is that you shoot forty five percent from two on the season. Yeah, like, and you're shooting. 
I mean, hell, their turnovers are up now too. They're shooting forty nine percent in conference from two. You're shooting, you're you have a twenty one percent turnover rate. You're not getting to the free throw line at all. They're dead last in the conference in free throw attempt rate. By the way, what's what about two point attempt rate? Wait, what? What was that? And and two pointers attempted. What are they in the conference? Uh, they have three point attempt rate, which they're second in. So they attempt the second most okay. threes. I was um, gonna say because I feel like they don't shoot twos. <laughs> oh, they don't. They don't. They don't at all. I mean, because they can't make them. So again, uh, I wish they would play a little faster. I would go to that two forward lineup with Scott and Martinez. I know it's gonna kill you a bit defensively, but it is what it is at this point. So we will see. We will see. Um, overall panic meter. I'm at an eight still. Hold on. They're 337th in the country in two points attempted according to basketball reference bro there you go 567 attempts anyways uh you said my panic meter you said you're at an eight what is is that eight the still the same type of southern nazarene yeah okay i couldn't go above an eight well you can't i can't go above an eight either i'm debating on whether they're getting up to an eight yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go eight too because you're playing you still have uab twice and if you losing to Rice, you're gonna play deep. Like most every other team's better defensively. So yes. the, the I think I'm gonna go eight. Well, the the thing is, is if you were to split those FAU games, or if FAU just wasn't undefeated right now, I think we would be feeling a little bit better because the conference title would still be in range theoretically. But not... Think about it. You can't just tie FAU. You have to surpass them because they have the tiebreaker. Right. But I don't even know if that would be the case because FAU, you said this, you know, North Texas is still 15 and five. FAU passes the eye test. You watch FAU and you go, yeah, they can, they can do something. Yeah. Whereas I, I watch North Texas and I go, they can do something if they do everything right. Yeah. So, um, Kim Palm has them finishing 13 and seven in conference. Is that about where you're at? Because we've talked about before, the conference is very, very difficult and we're not taking anything away from the conference. It's a, it's a challenging conference. Okay, we we know Rice is quote unquote better than last year. Um, we know FIU has pushed around some teams, Middle Tennessee, Western. You know, there's some good teams here, but at the end of the day, I am a little concerned. I think 13 it's to seven feels likely. So you have UAB twice. You have Rice away. You have Charlotte. Look, they should be you should beat UTEP twice. They should beat UTSA. So that's three wins right there. So that gets you to nine. Western at home. You put me at 14 and 6 still. Put me at 14 and 6. I don't know why. That's probably too high. But put me at 14 and 6. I hope you're I hope it's 14 and 6 because that means that we are wrong and that they're good. Does that mean we were wrong? I guess we'll see how, how the 14 and 6 because, comes. Because Colin, count. if they keep winning games the way that they've won games, dude, they're Fair six enough. and three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. Fair six enough. And three and none of like the first nine games has not inspired really any confidence. Like That's fair what, enough. barely. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely think they could muscle out. Yeah. A Fourteen and six record, and then you know FAU ends up going fifteen and five, and you're like, oh, they were so close, but in reality, it's like no. Uh, but again, all that matters is the tournament. If you go fourteen and six and you win the tournament, I don't give a damn that you went fourteen. And six. Right. Yeah. I care about you being the 13th seed now, and you're like, yeah, yeah. we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I care about. And then we're making a trip to, to like wherever the hell the game is, and we're yes. just going from there. Yeah. So again, this is all 
from this point on, it's about building. It's about figuring it out. It's about tinkering. You don't have to – last year's team also, let's remember, last year's team operated under the pressure of having to be perfect um, because they were in first place for the entire year, remember, in conference. So they right. had that pressure. This team doesn't have that pressure anymore. Right, and I, I think that, that also takes it off the coaching staff to where they can try new things. Um, the only problem is they've never, ever tried anything new. In the, Fair in, enough. In, in, but a, hey, in the past couple of years, it feels but hey, like. But hey – it can happen. It can happen. Is that unfair? I feel like that's a little unfair. Maybe that's unfair. Uh, it doesn't feel know, like a, it doesn't weird. feel like a staff that is good. Just tr- likes trying stuff. Well, that's I don't weird. think I don't think when we say they're going to try things that we're we're going to see drastic changes. Like I don't think where they're going to like completely change the way their offense works. Or they got to play a little faster. But they know. do. But I think I think we will see something like that where it's like, okay, like like small things. It's not going to be. Yeah, you know the things right. that look flashy or whatever, but we might see if Ruben switches with Kai, we might see them go, "Okay, hey Ruben, do your thing." Or we might see it where uh, they take Abu out and they run more with Aaron and uh, Jaden Martinez out there. I mean, everything is predicated on basically is Abu out there and is Kai out there, and how are they going to run the offense? Because um, if they have those, if they have Aaron Scott and Jaden Martinez out there, and you swap Kai for Ruben, I feel like it's more free flowing. You can run more. Um, I mean, and Kai out there too. Kai can do the same thing. It's really just Abu, I guess, you know, where you don't have to yeah. slow the game down so much um, and run up and down the court. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'd like to see something different against UAB, but do you think they'll wait until after UAB in terms yeah. of lineup? Well, UAB yeah. plays tomorrow. The UAB game is the 21st. I just mean in terms of lineup. Like, do you think they'll be like, hey, I don't think I, they change anything. No, try, you wait. Try. No, you wait because that game's on the road too. So they're traveling tomorrow. They're not going to do anything. Um, then you got UTSA and UTEP, and I think that those are the games you can kind of because you probably win those games regardless at home. But uh, yeah, that's uh, there's the pod. There's the pod. Amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep good though. I was in a great mood all day today. I told you about this. Yeah. I went and played tennis. Played great. Went and watched a great basketball game. LSU women's basketball. A lot of fun. Um, come home. I'm singing in the car and everything. And then I was like, "Oh, I gotta do this podcast. Rewatch the game. Oh. Rewatch the game. <laughs> Get on here. Start yelling. There it is. It's okay. <sighs> it's not okay. Uh, I I base my happiness around this team, Colin. I don't think you understand. Everything. Bruni's whole entire life <laughs> is decided by this team. This team right here. But that's what you're supposed to do as a fan. And that's why we started this podcast, because we wanted to be more fans. That's true. Here, and we wanted to enjoy it a bit more. So, yeah. All right. That's all we got. Hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Um, I mean, check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. YouTube, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Let us know what you think on in the replies, all that good stuff. Mm. We will be back, I don't know, sometime in the future. Who knows? Maybe they beat UAB and we're feeling good again. If they lose to UAB, oh god, what's your panic meter at? <laughs> uh, I'm kind of expecting a loss on the road. So and I'll you're see. only half game back. I'll be or half game ahead of Rice. I can't That'd believe crazy. I can't believe the loss to Rice. All right, that's it. I gotta go to sleep. I got a busy day tomorrow. Okay. I will end the podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to y'all later.